Well, starting off as we always do with a question, and the question is more of just a thought exercise for your character. I just want you to describe the first near-death experience your character has ever had. Oh, well... <laughs> Julian, you dying a couple episodes <laughs> does ago count. does not count. All right. Because <laughs> you actually died. Uh, I think I sort of have... You know, I have this backstory set up of Surya, of Surya running away from home at a young age, at like 13. And I think she didn't actually, like, she wasn't able to sufficiently, you know, care for herself at that time. And I think she almost starved. I think she got caught with some food that she stole and got it taken away and was not treated with a whole lot of kindness and almost starved before she found I think that is when she found this sort of fight club ring and there who kind of welcomed her in and saved her from starving to death on the streets so that's my uh super deep answer what'd the turtle do <laughs> the uh the turtle he uh he was you know he was a raggedy raggedy kid you know running around the streets of wherever he's from uh, on the coast, and I think before he got into his turtle gang, he kind of got into um, some shit and was like basically like you know, I don't know, at like samurai point, samurai sword point or something, you know, at like great sword point, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then one of the people from the gang like come came and saved him, and that's how he kind of got into the gang. He was like. Oh, these guys are good. These guys got my back. I need people to, you know, have my back because who knows? Maybe I'll find myself again at Great Star Point. You know. So yeah, I think that was probably the first time that kind of got him into like finding that new family. Uh, I'm curious about who held you at Sword Point. Was it like a law enforcer? Was it just somebody you stole from? Was it somebody who was trying to steal from you? Yeah, it'd probably be someone I stole from. I think, especially if it's like a, if there was a potential for me to die, I feel like if it was a law enforcement, I'd probably just been like thrown in the brig or something, you know? So I think it was someone who I was probably like stealing from someone and they were not happy about it. You got cat. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think the turtle has, has liked shiny things his whole life. Probably, probably going <laughs> after something. Real magpie. Going after yeah. something shiny. <laughs> Julian, when, I mean, as we know, he was a regular old human in the human world and then just appeared in the D&D universe. Uh, what's the, what is our, like, realm called that he appeared in? I forgot. I have settled on Terra Morsha. Terra Just Morsha. because that's what I've been using for every other game. Cool. We'll say that then. He appeared in, when he appeared in Terra Morsha, I think there was a good two months of on and off like touch and go survival <laughs> like he appeared and was like where am i and like a fucking wolf just like a dire wolf just like attacked him and then someone came in and kind of helped him out and then he had to get away from that situation and found himself like in the woods where he was near starvation and then he had to figure out how to like survive a little and that's why he kind of uh as like you know how, like, a human character has, like, a plus one to every skill? I think he gained those skills in the first couple months in the Terra Morsha. 
And then like the most recent near death experience was when Rita came out when he was playing music and kind of like he helped her, but she also helped him. So he holds that, yeah. that memory dear to his heart. I really liked how all three of you pretty much said like a big character point that we've talked about in the past. Like it, it seems like a weird introduction that you guys all chose. Like Surya choosing like, Hey, this is how I got into the fight club. Tortuga mm. saying, Hey, this is how I got into the crime organization. And then Julian got into the, the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. All right. Uh well, I will go right into the recap for last episode. So you had a well, Julian, I should say, had an odd conversation with Lady Tazewitz, who is Baron Plazowitz's sister, uh somehow related. You found out that there is uh, unrest in the ranks of the vampires and Baron Plazowitz was originally planning to overthrow Impribus by finding his heart and destroying it. You got the information that it isn't on any plane so it is somewhere out in the astral plane. It is somewhere out in space. Shortly after, a few failed deception checks but ultimately a success. Lady Tazowitz went to deal with the manufactured problem that Julian made up on the Shadowfell. You quickly hightailed it out of there and went to Mechanis where you waited and just kind of watched the cogs of this place work, including a green symbol being scrubbed off of a nearby wall. You then met Lex Tarum, who is the order master for Clockface 3, and he was very frantic and just basically saying like come to my office where we'll work up a contract and you guys can have the patent for the oh my gosh i always forget this i should have named it something more simple in the the compact compact. apparatus infinium yeah oh that's right so you, you guys get the patent or you do a couple favors for him and you get the Compact Apparatus Infinium patent, which means that the contract that the vampire set up will fall to you. Shortly after, you were walking back to his office when a green duo drone, a boxy little robot, came up with a paint bomb and threw it at you last second. And we will jump in there. Uh, quick question, has the paint bomb gone off yet? It is not, nope, it is mid-air. Nice. Freeze frame, like us going, oh, <laughs> and the paint like slightly spilling out of the thing <laughs> in midair at us. Hell yeah. Milliseconds before to be continued screen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now that to be continued screen goes away and we're covered in paint. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys see yourself on roll 20. You guys are kind of in a line here. Um, Lex Tarum is at the front. His automated tool cart which is behind him, which is kind of like a boxy cart with wheels. It's got some lights on the front, and it looks like it slants up with two doors. So it kind of looks like a little house on wheels, but there's tools on the outside, and you've seen those doors open up before. We, did, I just kind of put you guys in this order. I don't know what order you guys actually wanted to be in. I, I assume Julian was at the front because he was disguised as Baron Plazowitz. Yeah. Uh and followed by his steed, the saxophone <laughs> steed, and then me, and then Tortuga. I think that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. 
So there was a fuse coming out of this like paint can, basically. Yes. Yep. It was a paint, a green paint can, or I mean, the paint can itself wasn't green, but you could tell there was green paint spilling out of it. Yeah. And there was a fuse, and he he throws it mid air, and with some quick thinking, Lex Terum appears to move around some gears on their uh, clockwork tablet, and the automated tool cart zips around. In front of it, a weird arm comes out, like a, a a pincher arm, just with like two claw or two fingers, basically, grabs the paint bucket midair and sucks it inside. Damn. Whoa. Lex says, oh, "Well, I, that's that problem solved." And then you hear the explosion, and it's just kind of like cartoon of like somebody eating a bomb pie like (laughs) and it explodes and they all expand and then contract and then green paint spills out over the outside of the cart coming from every single crack Hmm. seemingly like exploding more paint than it looked like there was in the can like maybe a multiplying thing or just the fact that it's exploding it doesn't look infectious, but it looks like the paint is beginning to cover this uh, okay. automated tool. Uh, or yeah, what the hell is that, Lex? It, it, it's part of the problem. Um, hold on, I'm I'm losing control. I'm and uh, he appears to be doing something with his clockwork tablet, and then he's just like, "Oh no!" And then that backpack that was on his back begins to like unfold and this brown copper armor just kind of like covers his entire body and he is immobile and you watch as the uh, automated tool cart becomes completely covered in green and it spins around sparking and the one arm reaches out it is now coated with green paint with the pinchers on the end and another arm reaches out with a buzzsaw on the end. Uh, it goes to, it takes its buzzsaw and moves it towards Lex in his immobile armor. I need initiative for my Oh shit. Ah, fuck. I got a six. Damn, what the fuck? Both of you got 20s. Oh, well, you got mad twenties. What the fuck? All right. Uh, as as icy Toy Toyga pulls out like his his two uh, his greatsword and splits into two, he's just gonna be like, "Time to mix some point." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Please cut that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Now that you've brought it up, I'm not cutting you. <laughs> Time to mix a point. point. <laughs> All right. So Lex has appeared to have lost control of the ATC, the automated tool cart, and it appears to be trying to. Uh, it's grabbing it with its pincher arm and then buzz sawing it with its other arm, and it appears to be doing nothing to this automated armor. And you just hear a muffled voice come from out inside the armor that's just saying, "If you can shut it down without destroying it." I will count that as one of your favors. Please, please do something. Uh, that's gonna be a challenge. Looks like it's covered in green paint that is taking it over. 
I don't know. Looks like the paint's kind of the problem. Uh, while the tool cart is doing this, the paint dries. It looks like it's not like dripping paint. There was there's a big like pool of paint on the floor, but it appears to be some sort of magical paint that dries fast. So it mm. you are not afraid of the paint getting on you. Okay, nice. but I mean, still like okay. I don't know. We'll figure this out. Who's going first? I think that'd be Julian. Yep, Julian's going first. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna... Shit. This isn't a creature. It's some kind of a metal thing. I don't know what I can do with something like this. I'm gonna, um, grab out some, uh, chain from my hat. Just like a length of chain. And try to, like, run up and throw it. And try to, like, chain up the gears that, like, allow it to use its arms and stuff and try to just, you know, throw chains on it for now. Because I don't want to damage it, but I don't have any spells that can affect... It's not a creature, right? Like, I couldn't use Polymorph or anything, could I? Uh, you can roll a Knowledge Arcana. I'm going to do that f real quick, because I assumed that, so we will see if my... I'll, I'll count this as, like, your check to identify what this is and your check to see if you can stop it with this chain. I got an 11. <laughs> okay. Um, you know it is animated. Like, it is somehow magically animated. Uh, you've seen things like this before. Constructs, golems, that sort of thing. Nothing quite as intricate as this, but you would assume there is some magic behind it. Some intelligence behind it. So would something like suggestion work against that? You are not sure. Ooh. Well, is it that was that my whole turn or do I still have the ability to Nope. I'm going to I'm going to run up to my saxophone and be like, "Oh god, I hope these little lips of mine can do this now." and just run up to it and blare out a note to try to use suggestion and get this thing to turn itself off. Like just ask it to like become okay what, what's the word docile that. is that the word i'm looking for <laughs> yeah yeah so you're just casting suggestion yeah. i need to know the one word that you are trying to suggest onto it uh i believe that's how no is that how suggestion? here let me see um oh i can just word it so it doesn't need to be one word suggest a course of activity and magically influence a creature so it has to be worded in such a manner as to make the course of action sound reasonable. So I'm not going to say, like, turn yourself off. I'll be like, put down your weapons and just join us and hang out for a second. Try to get it to kind of be on our side. That's what I'll say. Okay. So after playing a short saxophone riff, which is something you've never been able to do before. Woo! So does it work? Even with his problem with reeded instruments? He, yes, the... Uh... New mouthfeel, or what was what was <laughs> the um, word? Embouchure. Yeah. My new embouchure. Yeah, there you go. That's the word I was thinking. It's a hoppy IPA with a very medium mouthfeel. No, uh, yeah, your embouchure Gross. manages to belt out a few notes on this saxophone steed that now just has its legs up in the air. Wait, I feel like I, I don't have the Photoshop of the animal in front of me right now, but wasn't the tongue coming out of... Like the the reed area? No, is no. He the tongue going is coming mouth out to of... mouth with this thing. It's coming out of the the opening. 
It is very close. But... So is the implication that he's blowing into its asshole? Like what's? <laughs> like, what it's like the back on? of its head. What part of this steed is he blowing into? Yeah, it would be like the top of his head. Yes. Yeah. He is okay. blowing into the saxophone's hat. Okay. If a horse had a hat, that is what Julian is <laughs> playing into. Yeah, so you belt out these few notes and the magical energy just kind of surrounds it and spins around it and then just dissipates and does nothing. Shit. And that's your turn since you can't move. Next up is Tortuga. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run up to it, do a little turtle slide. And uh, just bait blade the shit out of it, you know? All right. I got a 10 and a 13. Okay. So where do you move to? I'm just going to go, you know, like right there. Just like right up remember next to it. Remember, you have to move at least... You have to move at least 45 feet. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. Well, yeah, that is exactly That's 45, 45 feet. That's what I'm talking about. See? That's what I'm talking about, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you slide perfectly up to it, and at the very end of your slide, when you're starting to slow down, your rapier comes out, and it just hits it. Uh, hits its, like, the little door, the top door that would open up, and just clangs right off of it. Nice. You know, just trying to save this guy, right? Just give him a little warning. That was definitely intentional. Do you want to use your bonus action for anything? Yeah, I'd love to use that bonus action to... Sneak attack? No. Uh, you can attack again with it, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably just going to attack again with it. You know, I'll just be like, ah, fuck. oh, shit. You know, I should probably probably shouldn't be doing that when I'm moving too fast. Uh, and I'll just do it. Do Rolled it. Uh, 17 and 20. Yes. Uh, so you, you roll up to it or slide up to it on the back of your shell. Your rapiers come out at the last second. The first one hits the top door, causing you to spin the other way, which leads some momentum into your second rapier, but that one just kind of bounces off the metal cog wheel on the side of it. It does nothing. Wonderful. So he has moved off of the path, like, because there's an orange stripe, and then there's sort of empty Mm -hmm. area, and he's moved off the path. Does anything seem to be happening because of that? No, nothing. Okay. Uh, I will say all of the Modrons and Duodrones that were in the area appear to have evacuated. Hmm. Like very quickly after this happened, like their programming just made them get away. Their one task of pulling a lever or doing menial labor has been overwritten and they are just gone from this area. Hmm. I should also say there are multiple buildings around you, one of them being like a control tower, a couple of them being repair hangars. And other ones just being various workshops. Hmm. Which these Modrons and Duodrones and Tridrones have evacuated into. I see. After that, it is the cart's turn. All right, so the animated tool cart is... So it is just going to move its buzzsaw from Lex and try to saw the turtle in half. Oh, shit. A 19 is going to hit you. What? Why? No, no. Come on, man. Right? A 19? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. 23 points of slashing damage. What? Okay. That's more than half my health. And we're going to be running. 
this is why we don't do this. And then its pincher arm reaches out and it extends all the way over to Julian and attempts to grab onto him. Whoa, what? That's like 30 feet away. Yep, it is. What? What? 35, holy shit. But, but, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pincher arm just like snakes around uh, the armored Lex. Yeah, and grabs onto you. You are going to first take eight points of bludgeoning damage and you are grappled. You cannot move away. Like you you have to, your only movement can be towards the automated tool cart right now. And I can like move my arms and stuff so I could like pull out a knife and try stabbing it or something. Sure. Yes. Yep. Is it my turn too? Uh, it is actually Surya's turn. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to start running towards this thing. I can actually, with my speed, make it right up next to it. But as I'm running past Lex, I'm going to shout, like, uh, What's its power source? Uh, it, it, it runs. It, there's a workshop inside of it. it it's an extra-dimensional area. If you can get inside, you might be able to shut it down. All right. Uh, well, I'm going to try and rip it open. I don't know what you'd like me to roll for that, but I want to, like, grab onto one of these doors or, like, panels or something and, like, rip it open. Roll a uh, athletics check. Ooh, I'm good at that. Ah, 11. Yeah, you're you're pulling on the door, and there are, like, tools that are just coming off of it and coming alive and hitting you while you're doing it. You're not taking any damage, but it's making it impossible to... Okay. Actually, get a good hold on this. Well, I can take uh, an attack as a bonus action, uh, an unarmed attack. So, she's gonna <laughs> like be wrenching at at the these panels and get frustrated and just punch it real hard. Rolled hit. That's gonna be f- fourteen. Yeah, you just you punch the metal and you just shake your hand. It just, it just like hurts your hand. Tip- Damn it! You do not manage to hit it. I will say I am also describing that you guys just can't get through its armor. Mm-hmm. It you just haven't hit it yet. Yeah. I got but, you. All right. Julian, you're up next. You are grabbed by this pincher right now. I'm going to lower my head for a second. And when I do, the lights might even seem like they're dimming. And then just look up and you'll hear like bongo drums kind of in the background of your mind. And I'm going to start <laughs> speaking some spoken word because I don't have access to my instrument right now. Metal, hand, grasped, trapped, see, leave, new place. Go, and I'm going to use Dimension Door, and I'm going to try to Dimension Door into it, like teleport inside of the thing now that I've heard that the inside of it is like where the thing is, so I'm just going to do that. Oh, hmm, okay. Uh, I'm just going to have you roll a percentile roll. Cool. So a D100? Yep, roll a D100. 82. Yeah, you appear in a workshop slash control room. Whoa. All right. Uh, It is like a large, it's like a 10 by 10 room. You see there is a large box taking up most of it that is labeled trash compactor. (laughs) I will consider this, is this, yeah, so Dimension Door is an action. So the claw that was around you is no longer around you. You are in a workshop. New place, but I will continue on to Tortuga. Sounds good. We can do more with it next turn. I'm just going to slide back. Is the arm still over where uh, Julian used to be? It is, correct. Okay. 
I'm going to slide back kind of away from whatever slashed me to hell and then uh, basically put my two rapiers back together and just come down with the greatsword and try to like cut the arm in half. Uh, you are moving away from it, so you will take an attack of opportunity. Okay, maybe I won't do you that. You could also, I mean, <laughs> no, let's say, let's say, so you have your swashbuckler thing, which lets you avoid attacks of opportunity, which I think. Could I disengage and then move back and then use my attack, yes. my, my secondary or my bonus action? Yeah, you can do that. That's a thing that rogues can do. You disengage from this. You slide away. Mid-slide, you... Can I just say that like when I disengaged, I'm just like, hey, sorry, bro. Didn't mean it. <laughs> like, all good? No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and then mid I, I'm. You said you're sliding away? No, that's uh, uh, wrong terminology. You're just walking. Just walking. <laughs> yeah. just, okay. I'm just going to mosey over. Okay. <laughs> Just I'm just gonna disengage, be like, sorry, bro, my bad. Thought you were a different robot, and then just like mosey away, just kind of like you know, kind of like looking at him, but not looking at him back, you know. And then, okay, <laughs> roll to hit. That's a twenty-six. That's got it. If that doesn't, if that doesn't work, I'm walking away for good. <laughs> if you roll twenty-five. Or more damage, you will sever this. Otherwise, you will just do damage to it. 11. <laughs> so, add your sneak attack. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Which is uh, three, 3 D30. It should be 4 D6. 72 D12, I believe. I think it's 9 <laughs> D3 and a half. <laughs> Ooh, 31. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good roll. All Two sixes right. out of five. Wow, you did that roll is really good. Four d six. I think it is actually only three d six. Is it three d six? Uh, I thought I just looked this up earlier. I'm pretty sure it's four d six. But okay. What you know? What? Yeah, it's four d six, man. Fuck hey, yeah. Surya, Surya, we're on the same team. Just so you know. Yeah, I know. Just in case. Uh, just in I'm case. actually <laughs> looking it up now because it will make a difference. Yeah, oh my god. Hey, Surya, just will it though? just yep. It will. Now it's just, whenever I say, hey, Surya, my iPhone just thinks I'm talking oh. to it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, eighth level is 46. So you managed to sever this arm. Hey, That's what we're talking about. All right, so you you sever the arm that is there. It doesn't take the full damage because the arm does not appear to be like anything vital to this thing surviving. Mm -hmm. But it can no longer grab things. Nice. Next up is its turn. Uh-oh. After you severed its arm, it begins to spark. Like, the sparks run up all along this extendo arm and get to it, and it begins to spark violently. And you notice green bouts of flame just kind of poking out of kinks in its armor. And it releases all of this heat. I need Tortuga and... Surya to make a dexterity saving throw as a cloud of flame just bursts out in front of it. So it's a 17 for Surya. Um, and if this is a, a dex save throw that a success would mean half damage, Tortuga and I both have evasion, which would mean if we That's succeed, right. 
we take no damage and if or yeah if we succeed we take no damage and if we fail we take half damage you're right uh surya you manage to drop to the floor as soon as you can and you get out of the way unfortunately tortuga takes the brunt of the fire and still manages to get out of some of it because of his evasion but it is not going to feel good either way I just imagine Surya being like, drop! And her dropping and Tortuga just standing there and just charcoal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. Uh, okay, so... so oh, don't, shit! Don't say that's what I think it is. 76! Yeah, you take 17 points of fire damage. Oh, okay. Okay, okay that's half. That's half. Okay. And half. Okay. I was gonna say, uh, mm-hmm. Tori almost died. Alright. That that was an insane. That is four d six or four sixes on seventy sixes. All right, cool. Uh, Toy Toy is not doing so hot. Just so you guys know, you know he's uh right. he's seen better days. <laughs> seen better days. All right, Surya, you're up. You're uh, right next to this thing. Yeah. So um, is the green bot that threw the paint onto this thing still? hanging around it appeared to have exploded after it threw the pot oh okay okay hmm do you think i noticed that julian spoke his spoken word poetry and popped into what i assume is inside this thing like i am right next to it like trying to open it looking inside it would i notice a gnome popping in you can roll an arcana check to identify the spell that he cast i got a 10 yeah, the best of your assumption is that he just disappeared. All right. Well, I'm, you don't know where he went. I'm just gonna try and rip it open again. Okay. Roll an athletics check. Sixteen this time. You managed to get it part way open, and all you see inside is just kind of like a purple and black void that appears to be swirling. Oh. Um. Not enough to fit in. There's maybe like six inches of a gap hmm. but you could probably like stick your hand in there if anything i am gonna fire a sunbolt <laughs> into that little void okay 17 can you roll a percentile check for me yes i can just d100 yep just d100 28 the sunbolt travels through the void you do not see where it goes However, Julian, you notice that while you're in this workshop, a just bolts of light just comes and hits right between your feet. Whoa! <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm just going to yell, who's throwing stuff out there? I'm in here. Can I hear that come out of what I Yeah, you can hear it, but it sounds void? like it's a, you can hear it, but it sounds like it's a long ways away. Okay. Okay. Interesting. All right, next up is Julian. You are in this workshop. It is all painted green. Like, it looks like various shades of green. You are the only thing that is not colored green inside of this. It's actually really weird. You are in in almost like a painting that you do not belong. To uh, scramble around and quickly try to look for some type of control panel or an off switch or power source. Roll an investigation check or just an intelligence check, whichever is better. 20. Yeah, you spend the some frantic few seconds just moving around. You notice that there is a tool table full of various like spanners, screwdrivers, hammers, 
blades that appear to be of no importance and you find a huge wall full of buttons, wires, levers, and blinking lights. You search it for anything important and you manage to fire a button that you assume at once was red but is now green. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to slam that button. Hit that button. You slam that button and you just hear a as Tortuga and Surya, you watch from the outside this green machine that's lean and clean (laughs) just slowly shuts down. The arms retract into it and the wheels uh, splay out kind of like a cartoon as if it's a very tired car. Mm. Man. Is it uh, only 17? If you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, well, good. It appears to be deactivated. Yeah. It appears to shut down. Uh, Julian, you notice that there are a set of stairs that appear to be leading into a magical <laughs> void. I'll take them. Uh, and you guys just see... I just pictured the elevator trick where you are on the other side of a couch or something. <laughs> but you just see like Julian come out and walk out of the automated tool cart. That's great. Uh I rush over to Lex to see if he's still trapped in his armor. Uh, you move armor, over to him. Sorry. Yeah, you move over to them and they just the armor just clicks away almost like our Iron Man's suit and he's just like, "Oh, wow, that was Wow, I was really expecting you. I don't want to use the term barbarians, but material wow. worlders. Is that wow. any better? I I'm don't a know. Monk. <laughs> I have a spiritual practice. Wow. That was really rude, my man. We Look, just I, saved just your very... god, your son forsaken life. I just finessed myself into a robot and pushed a button. There's nothing barbaric about that. That's. That's some skill you did an excellent job and while i was in there i did manage to write up this contract and (laughs) uh, you are efficient holy crap his little uh tablet his clockwork tablet prints out like on the end almost like a a polaroid camera prints out a long contract that's like thousands and thousands of words long it touches the floor before it cuts off again oh my god and it says um, well, this here contract is considered a favor done. All you need to do is sign on the line and you will have access to our uh, Otherworlder Visitation Center. We haven't really come up for a good name for it yet, but uh, you will have access to the tavern, anything you want to eat or drink. You have access to the smithy and you have access to the blood bank. Uh, okay, confused on several accounts, but, uh, does it, wh- what does this do for our patent on the, uh, the Infinium, the, the, uh, the, the Commodore apparatus. Infinium, the Commodore. Concubine Infinium. The, the Compact Apparatus Infinium? Yes, that. What is, uh, where's our standing with trying to, you know, take control of the patency of 
that? Well, uh, I have not completely written up that contract yet, but you did say a few favors to cancel out the one favor that the vampires would need. And so few equals three in this world, so it counts as one of your favors. Okay. So all I need from you is two favors, but uh, I suppose we write up the contract. Um, uh, Duo Drones 8B 2 through 17, please come here and... Literally, like, 15 duo drones come and swarm the area. Um, duo drones, please uh, take apart the automated tool cart and put it back together with completely new parts. It should not be that big of a problem. We have spare parts everywhere. Please just dispose of anything green, anything even remotely green. If it has a bare tint of green, I want it destroyed. What about, like... Teal. Teal sucks. Wow. Hey, now. Hey. Man. Teal's, hey, watch yourself, all right, buddy? I'm a fan of a good teal. Is it just you, you feel like the blue is tarnished with the, the tints of the green? I can't take any chances. Anything with green is dangerous at this point, and we will discuss further in my office. Now, please follow me. All right. And uh, he begins to walk. You uh, highfalutin people got a nice doctor around here? Your uh, one green buddy trying to save you is a little little beat up here. Uh, As he is passing the automated tool cart that the duo drones appear to be taking apart, he rips something out that appears to be a needle with a glass vial on the end and just tosses it to you. I need you to make a acrobatics check. Uh, Catch it. That would be a 24. You catch it, and there appears to be, like, a lever on the side of it. Can I just, like, catch it by, like, just, like, putting my arm out and it's sticking into me? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, you you do that, and you can heal 2d4 plus 2. Sweet. <laughs> just, like, here. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I feel it coursing through my veins. I just realized that Tortuga and Surya are both green. Like, we should be taking some offense to this, man. Yeah, I didn't. I totally forgot that you're green uh, as yeah. well. So yeah, wasn't wasn't that fond of that guy? Still I mean, yeah, I'm not. We still have to join him to his office now. Yep. So we're not yep. done with him. Still, am not. <laughs> I was not, and continue to not be fond of this dude. <laughs> or the duo drones appear to not they. Nothing appears to mind you unless you get in their way. Mm-hmm. I will say that. Um, also, just for clarification, we have kind of been using him for Lex. Uh, you had been using they, them. I don't know. Just like clarifying. Yeah. Is that... They, them, they, them, he, him. Okay, cool. Both. Right yeah. on. Um, so, yeah, I think Surya's going to look at Tortuga and like sort of like, Hold up a, a solidarity fist of like, fucking go green rules, man. Fucking green means <laughs> great, man. What the fuck? Green means go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why is that so funny? <laughs> green means go. <laughs> so you guys fist bump, fist bump. Susan walks slowly up to you, huh. Uh, huh. passes huh. by you. Huh. Yeah. Huh. 
<laughs> making noises and reunites with Julian. Yay, hey, Susan. I'm going to jump on on top. <laughs> the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> As you jump up. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Lex continues to move forward on the orange path. Uh, he does make a point of taking out a pot of paint from somewhere it's probably his backpack or something and he paints over the green explosion that is bisecting the path Mm. with orange Mm. Uh, so he makes a continuous path again and follows along it you guys follow Mm -hmm. yep okay you eventually get to a elevator that i'm gonna continue to describe as a wonkavator because it's basically (laughs) the same thing it goes anywhere, it goes up, it goes up and out, you know, it does anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it travels up for right now into a large tower. At the top, there appears to be a bubble dome with a few, well, you, you arrive in it. And as you step out of the elevator, there appears to be doors on either side of you. And there is a desk right in front of you with a huge view of the clockwork city behind you. Hmm. Is uh, is this your office, Lex? Yes, isn't it? uh, Nice, it's a good spot, right? uh, I can see everything I have control over. Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you've got control of a lot of stuff, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So he walks behind his um, desk and pulls a unseen lever and a huge panel from the floor to the right of his desk kind of switches out almost like a spinning wall and on the other side is a huge piece of machinery that just says contract bot <laughs> it has a level lever on one side and a little slot in the front he says, uh, well, here we are to work out our contract. Um, okay. You have seen some of the problems that are facing Clockface 3 right now. Yeah, I'm uh, going to need some more details on that before we type up any sort of contract in regards to it. Well, uh, a creature who we have identified as Fay who we are calling the Green Man temporarily, until we get his real name, has been terrorizing us. He stole all of the green paint in our warehouse, and something we don't really use here anyways, which wasn't the big problem, but somehow he magically infused his abilities with it and has been causing chaos all throughout, taking control of Modrin's machines... Uh, completely slowing down any progress that we are trying to get to and simply being a nuisance. Okay. Do You don't know where he is or anything like that? I know he is on some of the lower levels. I am not completely certain how he gains control over anything those screens back there the duo drone that threw that paint bucket with the fuse um somehow had 
that paint over him, which I assume is some form of control, but it does not explain the screens. Hmm. Has anything like that happened before? The the screens... Actually, uh, can you just remind me, the player, that I remember something happened with all the screens. Did we see a picture or anything, or did they just go green? Nope. Uh, the only picture resembling a person was the one that was trying to be scrubbed off of the wall in the beginning. That's right. Which was a wide face smile with a missing tooth and goggles. Mm-hmm. And you heard that laugh. But the only representation that you have saw seen of this green man, you would assume is that painting that was being destroyed. Mm-hmm. And we did hear uh, the laughter as well. Correct. Um, yep. Have you had any interaction with the green man other than the inconveniences he's been causing uh, and the paintings it seems like have been left around and the spreading of green material? Have you had an like we heard that laugh has that been something that's been common um the he has never had control over our technology he has never gotten into our screens or anything before so what happened today does make me afraid of what is to come okay uh well let's just get to what you want from us then well, um, I'm going to, by like... the way, preface by saying, uh, stop the green man is going to count for two favors. Seems like a pretty big task. I think it counts as one big favor and the other favor counts as one small favor. Uh, g- give me your pitch. Sir, we'll look see. at me. <laughs> look at me right now. Yeah. All right. And then he gave me a health potion that really did, it didn't really do much, all right? It didn't really do much, okay? If we're going to be honest, okay? So, let's just uh let's just cool it and let's just say the sink counts as two cuz come on, that but last see, one the thing is, was that the thing that, that attacked you the thing that attacked me to, took way more than one favor out of me, all right? I made that tool cart. So, Technically, what attacked you wasn't even part of the green man. It was just the control that caused it to malfunction. Yeah, okay, exactly. Mr. So that's one favor. And then that's one favor. And then, two more. And, then, and then two more is taking down the green man. Done. Give us your pitch. Okay. Would you like the big favor or the small favor first? Lay it all out for us. Okay, well, I guess I will just start with the big favor. The big favor is... Uh, Capture the green man and bring him to trial in our courts. You will be the prosecutor against him. Okay, couple things. Firstly, uh, seems like a pretty massive favor to just capture this dude that's been causing you tons of problems for a long time, it seems like, and has hacked your entire interface, and you don't know anything about where he is or who he is or any clues or anything you can give us. We have to investigate all that stuff and then find him and then capture him and then bring him to you. Seems like a pretty massive favor. Secondly, did you say we'd be the prosecutors? Because I don't know shit about law. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what world you grew up on, all right? But in, in, the, in the gang, in the, the total gang world, all right? Uh, bringing, a, bringing a finger is one favor, okay? Bringing, bringing the whole body alive 
that's another favor. Uh, maybe this is a good time for me to mention I did do a year and a half of law school back in, uh, <laughs> my other realm. <laughs> you were a law school hippie beatnik? It was before the no? hippie beatnik stage. School changes you. Interesting. And law school's what turns you into a okay, hippie? Okay, um, I don't know. I don't well, know. that is the first favor. If you guys refuse, I guess you just do not get the compact apparatus. What's, what's the small favor? Small favor is attend to my duties for one day so I can have a primus forsaken vacation. That actually doesn't sound too bad. I mean, That's how much a of a small learning, favor? How much of a learning curve is what uh, uh, it seems like you do a lot? How much I, I do do a lot, but there is three of you to do the tasks of one. How much? Of, how much of a learning curve are we talking here? Because if it's a full day of learning how to do the stuff, and then a full day of doing the stuff, uh, we're gonna have to negotiate. I assume you would learn on the job. We'll learn. At, okay. Okay. I will. So you see here, there is the sixteenth uh, of March. It is uh, like six days from now. The uh, was Sam saying that, not the <laughs> character. <laughs> uh, you see here, March sixteenth. Uh, it's like six days from now. It's a pretty low day. There's nothing going on. There's nothing scheduled. You would just have to. Uh, oversee the construction of some Motrons. You would have to delegate the orders to a few platoons uh, and a few other things. Maybe repair, get started the end of the clock tower, work with the other order masters to try to finally get past that bureaucracy. All right. I'm going to look at Surya with like a why not look on my face? I do need a vacation. I have had I have uh, 12 minutes of free time a year and all of it I have spent for the past uh, 112 years was crafting that automated tool cart. I'm going to yeah. lean into Surya and Tortuga kind of huddling them in and be like, excuse me. <clears throat> Ooh a little beer in my throat i'm gonna lean in and be like i mean didn't we just spend like a fuck ton of time just sitting in a ship what's a few days every day that we spend you know solving these problems is a day that tazewitz could gain on catching up to us but i suppose it does take months to get from place to place let's let's do it i suppose I uh I think we can squeeze a little bit more out of this. Just saying, but yeah, yeah, I'm down. But th there will also uh, be Turtle a... Man. You you do your negotiating by all means. All Maybe right. Maybe we could get some kind of fancy automaton to bring with us when we're done here. Automaton for what? Some kind of fancy robot thingy, Majik. We could get something uh, to hold yeah, our yeah, weapons yeah, yeah. for us or something. Yeah. yeah or uh, yeah, yeah. maybe our <laughs> gold. Or maybe a. Uh, a more uh, noble steed. No offense, <laughs> Susan. I'm just gonna look at Bear. look at Surya like I didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna address uh, shit. What's his name? 
Thad. Lex. Lex. Thad? Uh, <laughs> How is that so similar to Lex? I don't understand. They I don't know. so well with it's each not, other. It's not. It's yeah. not. Uh, hey, Lex. Uh, we'll do it on uh, two conditions. All right. Uh, we're going to need some materials. So uh, in order to go after your green guy, obviously, uh, the green guy in front of you got pretty messed up. After just going 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 after one of his little guys, all right. So we're gonna need uh, ten health potions each, all right. And then we're also gonna need uh, you to, uh, you know, give up one of your machines to uh, help us on our our journey from here on out. Once we uh, get everything done for you. Well, um. We could do that, or we can negotiate a gold cost. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the access to the healing potions is another story. The quartermaster, or the, the smithy, uh, um, in your... What would you say it was? 100, 120 years since you had a vacation? Mm-hmm. 150, I think. 150? I've never had a vacation. Never had a vacation. Mm. Sounds they're pretty nice. I've I've had quite a few vacations. I really like them. How about you guys? Do you like your vacations? I love my oh, vacations. Yeah. Oh, I vacations. love vacations. Great vacations. Susan, yeah, how man. about you? Life changing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Have yeah. you seen anybody other than myself who is of flesh and blood around here? No. That healing potion was meant for me. Not only do we not have the resources to make healing potions here. I mean, we have some, but. I could maybe do 10 total, and that would take a while. Do any of your bots know medical skills? Are you made of cogs and gears? No. Then no, they do not. I didn't think that was an unreasonable question. No, I mean, it kind of, kind of makes kind of sounds like a reasonable question. You know, maybe just get a medical <laughs> right, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm not working. I don't know. Susan's just Look. like... Zolek <laughs> 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 so says, in preparation for the... Um, for the vampires coming here and doing a favor for us, we did create a small town for them so they would feel more at home uh this is as much as i can offer you in in resting in healing up we have made a burger bot we have made a smithy bot we have even made a blood banker who i don't think that is any use to you uh yep yes it is you need blood uh we might who knows you never know all those bots okay. are coming with us on our quest to get the green man. Plus the ten health okay. potions. Mostly the burger bot. Plus three health potions. Okay, I can Each. have three health potions. The infrastructure and the paperwork required will take about three days. Then we're sitting on our ass and doing nothing for three days. I hope you know that. I can try to hurry it up, but yes, literally you can. the calculator. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I Calvin would All right. never <laughs> You guys can sit on your ass for three days, and then that will leave you three days to 
capture, apprehend, and find the green man guilty before my vacation day. Well, let's hope we uh, get it done in time. That we needed to get the green man and try him before the day. Just saying. Is that part of our contract here? If we're talking legal I guess you talk. could do it after, but you did talk about how you did not have much time. So He's kind of right. Well, guess God what? If we're not going to we're not going to you know, take over for your vacation day until the last day we're here. So, uh you better speed it up so that we got more time. Would you prefer my vacation day to fall on a busy day where you have more responsibilities? No, or would you pre- no. I think you don't want it to land on a busy day. Because uh, you being gone and us taking over on a busy day probably means bad things for you. Oh, I honestly, it would mean more bad things for you. If We're you... going to mess up a lot, is what he's implying. Okay, I will just make the other shit. favor much more difficult then. Let me think of something here. Uh, Quick question. Does your burger do- drone make veggie burgers? I don't know. You know what? Here, let's leave the contract for something later. And how about I just show you the small town? I, I, I'm, I'm really curious about the veggie burger drone. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen a vegetable. I mean, I don't eat the flesh of animals. Oh, well, nothing that they would make is the flesh of animals. Oh, well, then dope. All right. Wait, 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 wait. So, so what are we going to be eating? Whatever you want. Okay, but you're kind of going back and forth here. Is it whatever we want, or is it... Only the materials that are available to robots, which is what you've implied in multiple points throughout this conversation, because you're like one of the only living organic beings around here. We have spent months creating the formula of every flavor known to man and managed to synthetically create any dish that you would like. Show me. Okay. Uh, He gets in the elevator and gestures for you to follow him and the elevator goes down uh goes over a bit and then comes back up in a small town that appears to be just a little off like there's like you can tell it looks like it's wood but you can tell the wood is made of aluminum or metal like it doesn't have that same creakiness it doesn't move like wood uh, you see a tavern that just looks like a generic tavern. It's got one door. It's got a blank sign above it. And he just gestures to the front door and says, Go on. Surya slowly approaches the door, uh, puts a hand on it, and tries to open it. You push on the weirdly cold door, and you walk into a tavern. It's got three tables. It has a small stage. It has a bar at the back with a, a, a tube-like thing with arms polishing a glass. Sitting at the bar appears to be a halfling hmm. with brown hair and brown robes. And he appears to be intoxicated. <laughs> I lean into Lex and say, who's the halfling? Oh, that's Tan. He came to us a while ago and is difficult to get rid of. <laughs> uh, 
I guess she'll approach. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey. Hey, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen anybody here. Like, seriously, years. But I've had a great time. What, what, what brings you guys here? What's the food like, Tan? Uh, it's edible. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? Uh, I never really watch them make it, but when it comes out, it smells and tastes like food. Okay, I don't trust that one bit. Lex, what is it? Well, I can bring you to the back. Uh, Brewbot 3000, please, uh, what would you like? And he turns, he turns to one of you. I'd like some duck. Duck? You want some duck? Boiled duck? Fried duck? I'd like a duck boiled in... Duck fat. <laughs> okay. All right. And Brubot's just like, Yes, sir. Right away. <laughs> and he opens the door to the back kitchen, which appears to be, there's no like burners or anything. There are no stovetops. There's no open flame. There's no nothing. It just appears to be beakers and like copper tubes, copper rings. And... Brubot slides up to this panel and types something in and you see a mold get created out of a like a huge press basically and he takes a tube squirts some gray paste into the mold and presses it down and brings it back up and steam lines like are coming from it he grabs it and plates it and brings it out to the front. Okay, the gray stuff. That's that's what I want to know. What the hell is that? That is a, uh, a neutral flavor carrier. Any flavor essence we add to it, we simply shape and mold into the proper texture and size and shape. And it approximates human food. Okay. Would you like to try it? You see, the, uh, there's this, uh, I believe you call it film, that my friend Julian has told me about from his world called Snowpiercer. And there's a whole thing <laughs> where people are eating something and it's not what they think that they're eating. And it really freaked me out and I'm really not into eating like a whole bunch of bugs or something. Is this... Uh, not gross material. <laughs> I mean, it is made of its base chemicals. It's uh, essentially space dust that we have collected and extracted the relevant materials and made into consumable stuff. So not bugs. Get- <laughs> not bugs. <laughs> Get me a spicy black bean veggie patty. Okay. I want a piece of bread with just that stuff spread on it. No flavor. <laughs> I want to know what I'm eating. Yeah, Brubot just says, yes, sir, right away. Yes, sir, right away. And goes into the kitchen. And uh, after a few minutes, brings out a piece of toast with gray paste spread on it. And a spicy black bean burger. I very, very slowly take a little nibble of the of the black bean burger. As do I with my toast. 
Squidward, you do like Krabby Patties. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like the long drawn. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, it tastes like food. It tastes <laughs> like, it tastes spicy. There is like notes of beans and garlic and like chives and spices. And it's pretty salty, honestly. It doesn't taste exactly like black bean burgers that you've had in the past, but it does taste like a black bean burger. Okay. Julian, on the other hand, <laughs> you taste this, you eat the toast, and the only thing you really get is the texture of the toast. Huh. That's the only thing you feel. Like, it doesn't taste like anything. Like, your normal mouthfeel is how it tasted before, or is how it tastes now. Even though it tasted the same way before. Wow. Okay. How? What's the nutritional value of this paste stuff? Like, if I were to say have a tube of it, could I just quit? Put a little bit of that, eat some, and it'd be like I had a meal. Or is it not quite as nutritionally valuable? I suppose I don't understand why you would want that when you could have any flavor you want right here. Okay. Well, then this is what I want. I want a tube, like a tube of toothpaste. Filled with this paste, and I want it to taste like chocolate chip cookies. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, a, that's a Gary ask <laughs> more than it is a Julian ask, isn't it? <laughs> and, and do you want it to taste like cookies Maybe. or cookie dough? <laughs> Good point. I want, it, I want it to taste like the baked, baked cookies. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Right away. Uh, Brewbot 3000 goes into the back and eventually comes out. But while he was coming out, he's like, uh, Tan, the halfling next to you, just says, oh, yeah, you're trying the tube thing. I tried that for like a couple of months, and that was pretty cool. What, what are you doing here? I think I'm going to save a few of these because imagine when we're in our space ventures and we get lost in space, it might be nice to have a few extra tubes of things we like. That's so, not a bad idea. Speaking on that, uh, just consider this a montage of me being <laughs> tasting things and being like, okay, uh, a tube of a cheeseburger. Oh, uh, <laughs> give me a tube of mac and cheese. And I'm just going to write down at another date like 10 different tubes of food I want. Is that cool? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. That's I just want to have some backup It's not game-breaking. So, yeah, yeah. Totally. Backup food tubes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Surya does ask though, like, what what are you doing here, Tan? Like, what, are you trapped here, or? No, I was uh, I was with a party, and like they came here. I don't really remember why, if they like crashed or something, but I just overslept, and the next day they were gone. <laughs> so I've been here ever since, just partying by myself. You know. Julian's gonna kind of lean in and be like, Ugh, "Hate to, hate to interrupt or be that guy, but technically you haven't been by yourself. I mean, there are other people here. I don't mean to correct you. It just I had this overwhelming urge to uh, lean Julian, in." Julian, you've been you've been a little anal about that stuff. Uh, what's up? Yeah, you know, I hate to be that guy, but I'm not being anal it's just obviously the pants that are making holy shit it's the pants <laughs> the, oh the pants you put on in Shadowfell 
in my correcting him, it came out and I realized. <laughs> yeah, I guess these pants just make me, I don't know, kind of a dick. Smarty but I really pants. don't want to take them off. <laughs> That's fucking... I think um, I'm going to keep them on. Do you get a benefit other than <laughs> correcting people constantly? I don't know. I just, I think I just want to keep them on. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Uh, well, I think we're satisfied. I'm satisfied after my veggie patty. Everybody else, how was your duck, Tortuga? Yeah, yes. Uh, I mean, it's not how I usually make it, you know? But it's, it's fine. See? Uh, a perfectly normal town. Perfectly normal people like you. I don't know if I would let you go get by calling this place normal, but I'm not gonna go out of my way to completely correct you there. But uh, the urges, (laughs) the urges there. Uh, Okay, well, where are we going to stay in our days here while we're completing these favors for you, which I think we have decided we will. Well, you can stay here uh, in the tavern. There are rooms upstairs, luscious rooms with full uh, feather-down beds and blankets for you, uh, wash basins. Okay, I have a question right there. I got to stop you. Are they actually feathers or is it kind of like this wood? (laughs) I knock on the wood and it goes clang, clang. uh, The feathers did not come from a duck, if that is what you are asking. Did they come from something or are they... Synthetic feathers. Our alchemy team has been experimenting, and they came from feather trees. Now that's something I'd like to see. Well, uh, I will have to set up a schedule and security clearance for you. Maybe we can do that another day. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) All right. Well, let's... Do we need to go... uh, Hey, can I just see one of these beds? I just, you know... uh... Your boy's rough, okay? He's pretty rough. Uh, I keep walking around, okay? And these these joys keep bumping into me if I just, you know, go a little bit off of this, this you know, red line or yellow or orange. Definitely not green. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, just, I'd like to see one of those bets. That'd be nice. Okay. Uh, it is just up the stairs. You climb the stairs and you open the first door on your right. Um, unless you wish to pick one of the other three doors. But... I'd like to pick the one on the left. Okay, you pick the door on the left, and it is exactly the same thing as if you would have opened the door on the right. <laughs> Fuck. Which is, there is a small desk, there is a small um vanity, there's like a small vanity with a wash basin in front of it, and there is a small bed that appears to fit a person-sized being. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, Sit on it, give it a bounce. Just it doesn't bounce, it's a feather bed. Clang. Uh, it's just it's more comfortable than how you've been sleeping on your ship. Then But it's just it's like a couple inches too small. Uh, yeah, Toy Toy is gonna take a schnooze. Okay. Tortuga falls asleep. Uh Surya and Julian, is there anything you do? Yeah, I'll I'll go to one of the bedrooms as well and go the fuck to bed. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm satisfied with my 10 tubes of random foods, and I'll go to bed as well. All right, so 
as you guys uh, kind of look at each other and shrug before your nap and begin to climb up the stairs, a the front door of the tavern opens. And you see Mezzi standing in the doorway. Oh shit! Like, what? Oh fuck! <laughs> and she just says, "Uh, uh, we we have a problem. Uh, uh some guy named Emperor Impribus is demanding an immediate communication." Oh.